Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or any other MP3 player that you might have. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisler Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. It's Solo Week! We made it! Han Solo standalone film releases today in the theaters, and we are here to cover everything about it for you because you have found the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, May 25th, 2018. My name is Steve Baldwin, and the entire pack is with me tonight. We'll start it off with the Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent. Steve! It's great to be here tonight. I'm so happy to be here. Just like Mean Gene used to say back in the day, we are coast-to-coast, border-to-border, spread all up and down the state of California today. How much heroin did he take before the show tonight? (laughs) How much candy? I think he took an extra hit or two or five because all five of us are here. Love the energy. And his uh, his reference up and down California, I am recording live from a horrible, horrible hotel room in a bad part of Sacramento uh, on a business trip. But I am here. I would not miss this show for the world. It is Han Solo week. I am pumped and we're ready to go. If you need us to send in the police at any time, Steve, just if you, <laughs> Oklahoma. Seriously. If you hear sirens, no kidding. This is not a good part of town. Uh, It's a freaky hotel room. Also joining the show tonight, he is a lifelong. You know, I wonder if my neighbors are going to be bothered by my yelling. I just thought, like, yelling in this hotel room. It's 10.23 p.m. It wouldn't be the first time. Lifelong Star Wars fan, Scott Ivansky. Oh my God, Steve! I'm so happy to be here tonight. Uh, I gotta—I'm doing this. This is a shameless plug, but I'm more than a lifelong fan. I am now a hundred percent a published photographer. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. Awesome! Tell us about Woo-hoo it. Magazines in a month. I'm—I'm I'm pumped, man. Okay, so for the first one was what your your uh, the one you published, right? No, the first oh. one was actually for a, a magazine called Pinup Culture, and okay. it actually. 100% produce an entire magazine on my own. And my next goal is I'm doing one completely on the Wretched Hive. Oh, nice. I like that. I, I want to see a full centerfold of Dave Potter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want that hairy beast right where the staples, right in the staple. I want people popping staples. For that. Oh. Can, you make sure you, can you make sure you do a full page spread with him and the Borg. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get jealous. Also on the show, here's the captain of the... Nico Rodriguez. Glad to join once in a blue moon or a blue milk moon. <laughs> anyway, I'm happy. Welcome to the show, buddy. It's good to have you back. And finally... Ah, yes! <laughs> we have... <laughs> Dave <laughs> Under <laughs> Under no circumstances Should you ever And I mean, Ooh, yeah. ever. God damn it, baby, no, I ain't lying to you. I'm only gonna tell you one time. 
Harry. Yes, I am. Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that is and, fantastic. And that, folks, might be the last time we ever hear Greg do something like that because it's all downhill from here. <laughs> oh oh my God. My God. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon to you wherever, whenever, and however you are listening to us. Thanks to my favorite rebel scum, Steve Baldwin, for the introduction. Oh, and yeah! Oh, yeah. I sound just like that. Oh, my God. Oh, that was strong. Okay. I am pumped. The sad thing is, it's it's like it's like just the five of us just laughing now. <laughs> it's so, so dumb. We'll clean it up in post. We'll clean it up in post. I can just hear people turning off their podcast app as we sit here and and uh, goof off with each other. Anyway, you were saying, Dave. Oh my god! No, I was saying I I am pumped because as we're recording this right now, yes, sir. Solo is live in theaters. Preview nights. Damn straight. By the yeah. time you are listening to this, people will have seen it. And the next time we sit down and talk together as a group or even probably two-on-two two two or three-on-three, three, we will have seen, for the first time, two new Star Wars movies in the space of six months. Think about that. That's crazy. That, that is crazy. Wow. Mm. You know, 13 years ago, it was like, that's the end of the line. There will be no more Star Wars. And now here we are, two movies in six months. What and Sam, in between that... Like that? Yeah, and sandwiched in between that, by the way, two of the most fantastic Marvel superhero movies that have really ever been done. So it, it is a great time to be alive if you are a geek and you are a nerd, and I am just happy as hell to be here five by five with you guys. It's the golden age. It's the golden age of Star Wars, yeah! and and we could, see, we could say Marvel, too. It's the golden age of Star Wars and the Marvel Universe. Amazing. It's a great time to be a fan. It is a great time to be a fan, and it's also a great time to check us out online. You can find us at uh, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. We're tweeting all the time at Wretch Hive Pod. You can find us online on the web at uh, the Wretched Hive Podcast.net. And a great way to follow our show and all of our activities is to download the app in the iTunes Store. Search for Wretched or the Wretched app, and you will find it. It's absolutely 100% free. Give me an oh yeah for that. Oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, you can also find us on Instagram at WretchedHive77. So, uh, oh, yeah. so uh, check it out one way or the other. So, guys, listen. Big, big week this week. It is solo week. Uh Solo, a Star Wars story in theaters. And uh, I've been on a media blackout. We've been talking about this outside of the show that some of us are avoiding uh, spoilers this time around. And so we're not going to have a whole lot of solo stories tonight. We'll, we'll cover solo in depth in a couple of weeks when we come back after we've all seen it. But to celebrate the release of Solo, a Star Wars story, we have a new segment on the show, guys. And it's called... The High Five. It's the High Five. A list of five things. 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 That's a bit excessive. Five things. This is the top five things that I put in the list while becoming slowly more incoherent. A top five list, if you will, from the Wretched Hive. That's right. Top five list from the Wretched Hive podcast. We'll do this uh, occasionally. We'll have our own top five list. And to uh, to celebrate the release of Solo, our first high five is the top five Han Solo badass moments from Han Solo in the cinematic or book universe, I suppose. We could go with uh, with any Han Solo moment. And uh, we're gonna, this is the way it's going to work. We're going to go around. We're going to go round robin in the following order. Okay, we're going to go Scott, Greg, Dave, Nico, Steve. And we're going to start, Scott, with your fifth best, your number five Han Solo moment. We'll assemble 
the show's top five moments based on the accumulation of all of our top five put together. And I will track this as we go. I've got a spreadsheet ready to go because I cannot rely on my memory for things like this. So, Scott, we're going to start with you. What is your number five Han Solo moment? All right, great. Uh, you guys are going to be in shock when you hear this, uh, but I actually picked a Han Solo Return of the Jedi moment. Uh, I what? went with – Yes. Huh. Where's Where's David Lee Roth now? He's, <laughs> he's, he's, in, he's in disappointed silence right now. <laughs> uh, I actually enjoy the moment, the one moment of Han Solo when he is reunited with Chewie in the prison cell in Jabba's palace. And the quote, I am going to actually use a quote on this, is when he is having the conversation with Chewie and says, Luke, a Jedi Knight? I'm out of it for a little while, and everybody gets delusions of grandeur. I love that moment. That's it's a good ridiculous, one. but it's kind of got that old Han Solo, fun Chewbacca playing around fun feeling. And I like that. I like it. Um, yeah. Okay, that's a good am selection. Doing, am, am, hey, am I doing all five right now? Or no, just you're just, nope, we're all doing our number five. Okay. Okay, and we're not uh, we're not just throw it out there. Don't talk about it too much. Just give me the facts. Got it. Okay. All right. right. Okay, Greg. All right. My number five was from The Force Awakens. Believe it or not, guys, there was actual (laughs) badass moment I found from The Force Awakens. It was when he's talking to Finn and he says, "That's not how the Force." Mm. Oh, that's a good one. All right, Dave. Uh, My number five moment was uh, from a little-known movie called The Empire Strikes Back. And it's the moment where Han Solo meets Darth Vader in Cloud City. Mm. And oh, he yeah. and he pulls the gun successfully and gets shots off against Darth Vader before Vader reacts. Good one. Damn, good one. That's a, that's a good one. And Damn. Nico. Nico. Uh, I did mine in order of appearance. So mine is that would be great. <laughs> don't, don't get cocky, kid. Don't get cocky. All right. So, uh, do we mention when that's on our list too? Do I do I throw that in? Now? Nope, nope, not yet, not yet. Okay. I know we gotta we gotta learn the rules here. All right. Okay. <clears throat> My number five list is the navigation of the the uh, asteroid belt, and never tell me the odds. No, I've forgotten it. that one. Actually. Oh, that's a good one too. All right. Okay, Scott, number four. What's your number four pick? I'm going with Star Wars on this one. Don't everybody thank me at once. Oh, that's a good line. <laughs> There's so many. My number four is also from The Return of the Jedi, Scott. Take that. Movie, Star Wars franchise. Um, and it's when he's. It's also on from Tatooine. This one when he's talking to Luke, though. And Luke is, is reminiscing over the planet where he's from. And he says that he was born there. And Han's response is, you're going to die here, you know? Oh, that's Yeah, brutal. you know what? Oh, go ahead. <clears throat> oh, that's brutal. Okay, good. Dave. My number four uh, moment is uh, also from a old movie called The Empire Strikes Back. And mm. Nico, I lied. It's a total quote. I'm just going to say it. Then I'll see you in hell. Nice. All right. Nice, yeah. All right. And Nico. I know. Oh, yeah. Can't beat that. I love you. I know. Well, if it's number four, then clearly you can beat it. all right my number four i'm with dave on this so then i'll see you in hell all right so we got two for see you in hell just just for the record those are the only repeats i changed my number four prior to us recording this live it was the same as greg's and i changed it to star wars because i didn't have a star wars han solo okay all right we are back to scott for number three you could use a good kiss. Oh, man. The problem is there's so many good lines. I'm here yeah. for you, Scott. Whenever you need it, I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Greg, yeah, what's I your... Can, yeah, what? I can arrange that, Scott. <laughs> I can arrange uh, that. My, my number three matches with Nico, and it's the I know line. It's just a classic. You can't beat it, except okay. for it's number three. Okay. Great. Uh, Dave? Uh, my number three is is flying through the asteroid belt, that whole sequence. Nice. That is that is just it takes me back to being six every time I watch it. Yep. Okay. Uh, and Nico. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna jump all the way to episode seven, and it's going to be not fourteen part six, twelve. Excellent. Got it. Okay. 
My number three is the initial meeting with Obi-Wan and Luke in the Mos Eisley Cantina. That entire conversation. I just, I love the introduction of Han Solo in that scene. All right, so we're back to Scott now. We're on number two, and we, we only have a couple of repeats. This is really surprising. So, number two. Mine is actually, uh, so my last three, which you already got one, was uh, from Empire. All of them are from Empire. It's the best Han Solo. But number two is the entire moment, and I'm going to use one line from it, but the entire moment between Leia and him on the Falcon when they're making repairs inside the cave and he's they're getting real friendly with each other and he says i'm a nice guy that line is smooth nice it's just smooth so true it's lando smooth mm. yeah all right greg number two my, my number two also takes place in the falcon but in a little movie called star wars and when luke's getting a little too uh, big for his britches there and he just gives a casual glance down at him and says don't get cocky kid <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Okay, Dave. My number two is from a, a, not from Empire. It's from the original Star Wars, and it's uh, the original original Star Wars. It's shooting Greedo first. Oh, damn! Yep. Damn. <laughs> Fuck you, George Lucas. <laughs> Nico, what's your number two? Uh, see, I messed up. I didn't have my numbered. Um, but I had See You in Hell on there, and I said I was going to do mine in order of appearance, but I messed up with the jacket. All right, uh, so all good, See You in Hell is not a bad number two choice. All right, my number two is I Love You, I Know. So now that's the third time we've called out I Love You, I Know. All right. Also the third time to See You in Hell. Uh, we have three yes. ICUs in Hell, Yes. I see you. <laughs> wow. I see you in I see you in hells. I, I didn't know what Tony Soprano was part of the high five. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe Pesci just, uh, just All right, Scott, what is your number one Han Solo moment? I love you. I know. There we go. Wow. All right. I see. I thought for sure everybody would pick the uh, Greedo moment, and that is my number one is the Greedo moment. The original, of course, shooting first. He's not going to wait for some dumb green fuck to shoot at him. He's going to just blow his nutsack right into space. <laughs> wow. Greedo's nutsack is in a really weird spot. <laughs> That's what he was shooting for. He's, a, he's an alien. You don't know where his nutsack is. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so who's next? Uh, we've got Dave. Me. I am next. And when Scott is right, he's right. I love you. I know is just the single damn coolest yep. thing I have ever seen a man say to a woman in a movie. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. High fives through the damn camera. So right that here. is actually right that's actually the first one we have five votes on. I love you I know is number one. Is our number one. I just want to point it out that I was the first one to say it. <laughs> but that means it was lowest on your list so I'm just saying I also said that my list was in order of appearance so. and I also told you not to do that so that's your problem wow <laughs> wow listen kids let's meet in the bike rats after school okay we got a lot of shit to get he's looking at me mom so cash me outside so I, I'm I'm reading this book uh, the making of the Empire Strikes Back and that line is you know there's been a lot of obviously a lot of discussion about the fact that it was improvised. Um, and according to this journal that this, this uh, author kept, that line was not exactly improvised. It was brainstormed before the scene with, with Harrison Ford and Irvin Kirshner talking yeah. about how would Harrison, how would Han Solo potentially respond to I love you? And they were brainstorming about it. And that was one of the ideas they came up with. I know. Well, let me let me let's clarify this. I don't think that should be an issue in this conversation. I, people don't understand is it wasn't an improvised line, just like you said, but the original line as it was written was, "I love you, I love you too," and it was Harrison Ford's discussion with Irving uh, Kirshner saying, "This isn't how Han Solo would talk." Hmm. That that should be in those notes at some point, and that's been recorded. That's in documentaries where Kirshner and him are are clear about that. So 
Yeah, unscripted. Yeah. That's a better way to put it. Nico, yeah. we never got your number one. So, in order of appearance, my number one moment on Solo is when he's with Finn and they're on the First Order base and he realizes that Finn was just a janitor. Oh, that's a good one. Shit for a moment. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> and a call back to um, which one was it? Clerks or Chasing Amy? Oh, uh, clerks. Uh, clerks. Clerks. Yeah. Yeah. Clerks. yeah. yeah. Uh, my number one was killing Greedo. Shot oh. first. Absolutely shot first. Okay. So uh, so we only had four Greedos. I thought for sure Greedo would be number one. I really I really did think that over uh, over the uh, I I love oh. you I know. No way. I love you. I know. It's just it's it's so definitional. It's not that Greedo is bad. It's I love you. I know is such a definitional moment. Even people who are not Star Wars fans know and recognize that exchange. Yeah. And I'll be the one to admit that I had no Greedo on my list. In mm. case anybody is going to be the one to say it, it's me who said it first. No, I don't talk about my mother. No, <laughs> oh, no, no. no. I'm, well, these, these conversations never work out. God damn it. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nico, you didn't have Greedo on your list. I didn't have Greedo on my list. Yeah, we so only have – I think we only have two. There's only three. Three at most. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Da, da, da. Dave, did you have it? Yeah. And and Greg has it as number one. So, yeah, we had three. Okay, Dave, I have Solo Meets Vader, See You in Hell, Asteroid Belt, Shooting Greedo first. There it is. And then Love You, I Know. Yeah. I had you know Greedo. The story is numbers and wretched hive don't mix. That's right. Math is hard. <laughs> All right, so that means that uh, that means I'll that ranks I'll see you in hell as number two, and killing Greedo wow. as number three. You know what? To be fair, I got hung up on the quote side of it as opposed to just anything Han Solo was doing, yeah. like any action that he was doing. So. That was my bad on there, because that would have been on my list, and I just wasn't thinking that way. Holy yeah. shit, is this a Wretched Hive first where Scott and I actually agree on something? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Show's over. Good night, everybody. Love is in the air. <laughs> Dave, Dave actually left the room. That's hilarious. Uh, wow. Man. There we go. <laughs> All right. So we... <laughs> Oh my god, that is so amazing! I love it. All right, so if you get hit by a car tomorrow, it is a life well lived, sir. I just want you to know that. <laughs> so we end up with the top three Han Solo movements. We don't have five. I'm too confused to to, to tally it all. We've got "I Love You, I Know" is number one, "See You in Hell" is number two, and "Killing Greedo" is number three. You know that "Killing Greedo" movement? I I think it's really important for Han Solo to have shot first. I I, I think that. It sets up the character as a cold-blooded killer, and there's an edge about him that's just not there if he doesn't shoot, shoot first. I think it's a, I just a huge mistake to change that. Huge, huge, huge. Yeah, it's like yeah. you're starting off the character from a position of being pussy-whipped as opposed to having him evolve to it over the three movies. Yeah. You know, you know, I know, I know Steve, you said we're not going to talk solo movie, <clears throat> but do you think we get to see a, a moment in Solo where he can redeem himself as someone who shoots first? That's a great question. Are, are we, what's, what is his personality going to reflect in this movie? It's a good question, Nico. What do you guys think? Are we going to see the cold-blooded killer Han in this, or are we going to see a softer Han? I hope so. I mean, you know, I, I, it sounds callous and cold, but I, I, you know, considering it's written by Kasdan and considering he's got that love for the character from way back when, um, I hope that he puts some of that in in there, you know, to show that he is a guy who does anything to come out on top. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think that's a character flaw. I think it's a, I think it, it 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 it's a strong character trait for him for that for that character specifically. Yeah, I, I kind of hope I, I agree with Greg. I hope we do get to see it. I hope that we're shown a Han Solo that might be uh, what's the term wet behind the ears, young, kind of naive and learns to be that way. Because there is a line in one of the trailers, which I know we've all seen, where Woody Harrelson's character is saying something to Han Solo's character that is very, you know, 
very like a premonition of what who he becomes. Mm. And I, I really love that moment where he says something to the fact that you know, once you're in this, you're in this for life. And that's that's a that's a life changing line right there for that character. So I'm I'm really excited to see this film. And I hope we do get to see that. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Throw that out there again, Nico. Didn't hear you. I said, spoiler alert, he's not in it for a life. He gets whipped later and stops. <laughs> <laughs> settles, Damn it. Settles down with a family. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, that was fun. We exp- It was an experiment. <laughs> we had, it had to be done. We may never do it again. I don't know. All right, guys, we, we got some. Kinks out of that one. We got to work I, the I like, kinks out of that one. I like the concept, but we got to work the kinks out of that one. Yeah. 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 All right, we will do that. And until then, let's talk about the news. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Well, we are kind of on a solo blackout until we see the movie, but there's a there's a couple of things I need to recommend. Um, First of all, Steve, solo blackout, nothing. It is Friday. I have seen the movie. It was great. It was so good. It was the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. You should go see it right now. I'm sure you're all in the theater actually right now going to see it because it was fantastic. I agree with you, Greg, because I saw it, and it honestly felt like Ron Howard was grabbing me, throwing me on the ground, and making sweet, sweet love to me. (laughs) Wow. No comment. I'm I'm seeing it tomorrow. (laughs) Well, Ron Howard is very gentle, so I'm sure you'll have a good time. Well, what if you see it twice in one day? Good for Ron Howard. Yeah. yeah. Hey. I just need to make sure I load up on vitamin E between sessions, though. That's my only thing. You just gotta wait about. You gotta wait about twenty minutes between each movie. Wait a minute! Yeah. I'm getting sloppy seconds after Dave. What the hell? <laughs> so you gotta I go. Heard... Ch- <laughs> go ahead. I heard Scott. Ah yes. <laughs> oh man. Scott, do you own the Force Awakens? Not the Scott Force Awakens. Twenty eighteen. My bad, my bad. Not The Force Awakens. Uh, the Last Jedi on DVD. Oh, are we seriously doing this? Um, we're just checking in. Okay, all right. You know, to be fair, uh, no, I do not. Mm. Okay. Not right. a girl. Just wait. The pomp and circumstance that's going to be blasting in your ear holes when you buy that is just going to be like... So... Scott, I have I have a I have a request from uh, from one of the wretched wives from Christine Holka. Okay. I, I'm going on into the mailbag here to get some correspondence. So she wants to know, how can you not like the Last Jedi when you vigorously defended the Phantom Menace at the time as a triumph of the cinema? I I, I want. Where to did know. your moral compass go so wrong, sir? Where did it go I so wrong? I am calling bullshit on this because i want to know when and where i want to see video i want us to hear audio recordings no way i was more excited for the fact we were getting a star wars film and then i felt like ron howard made sweet sweet bad love to me that's what i felt like and he wasn't even involved in that film but that's what it felt like in prison Wow. I think that Jameson has, has warped Scott's brain over the years, and I think he's just blacked out all of the 90s. <laughs> you, know, you know when you walk out of a film here's – the, here's the problem. Okay, let's take it back to 1998, and the, the trailer for Phantom Menace is, is being released in front of a few select films. Uh, one of them was that Brad Pitt movie that was a remake. Uh, he was Death. Death Takes a Holiday. What the hell was that? Uh, meet, Joe, meet Joe Black. Meet Joe Black. Yeah. yeah. That and The Waterboy. And I, I remember walking out of one of those films and seeing the trailer. I was so excited for it. May 1999 rolls around. I'm pumped. Like, you can't believe. I'm so excited. I have never walked out of a theater where there is the feeling of, oh, my God, I just saw a Star Wars film. And, oh, my God, I just saw a Star Wars film? Like, there was that serious split personality. So whatever Christine's talking about, we need to have a discussion. Because, fuck, it was Jar Jar. I mean, seriously, the first viewing, I was like, what the hell was that? What the hell was that? All right, I, I want you to. Out of there, I'm like, 
I, I want you to go on record right now, Scott. Yeah. Episode one or episode eight, which one do you like better? Shit. Man, I'm going to need some time on this. <laughs> All right. Well, Christina's eavesdropping right. from the other room, and she just texted me. Ask him how many times he watched The Phantom Menace. I can tell you. Uh, <laughs> a bunch. Sad a to say, bunch. I will say this. I will say this. I saw The Phantom Menace in theaters more than I saw The Last Jedi. And then she just texted me in quotes, because it was Star Wars. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know what? I was I actually I would fall less than Last Jedi except in June of nineteen ninety nine they released um in two select theaters, one in LA and I think one was in like New York or New Jersey somewhere, uh the first digital presentation of a film ever, and I still have my special ticket mounted in a glass case of seeing that thing up in Burbank. I saw the first DLP digital something cinema presentation of a film ever. And that was fucking awesome. Even if I had to put up with Misa, so, oh, yay. Seriously. You know, all Jar Jar aside, yeah. episode one has hands down the best lights just. Fact. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I actually, don't know. Yeah. I actually think The Last Jedi Star Wars duel with uh, Ray. And Kylo versus the Royal Guard. I actually think that might be the best lightsaber fight in Star Wars history. Okay, okay, great, okay. But slow it's, down. It's slow strong. down there, Dave. Listen here, Sparky. Dave, Let's... this is Scott's argument for Vader Obi Wan Two. Is what yes, this is. I know. <laughs> Scott, tell, tell me, tell me about it, and then you can tell me all about the pod racing scene in Phantom Menace. I will. I'll tell you all the fuck about it. So here's the problem with that, Dave. That's not you say lightsaber fight, and I'll give you that, but it is not a lightsaber fight. They are battling other things, guards, with other weapons. There is no actual lightsaber battle in that film. So I'm sorry. I may be putting too fine a point on it, but is there a fight? Yes. Are there lightsabers? Yes, it's a lightsaber fight, which is different from a lightsaber duel, which is lightsaber on lightsaber. It's a fight with lightsabers, Dave. Come on, you're wrong. That's what I just said. <laughs> yeah, but you're saying you're wrong in a defensive way. No, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't mean the scene isn't badass. This Dave, is Scott's Hermione moment right here where he's just all, it's Leviosa. <laughs> oh, Dave, oh, you're, you're goddamn right, Harry Potter. I'm going to call you Harry Potter from now on. This whole show, man. All right, listen. It's a badass moment. And I agree with Nico in a sense that Episode one had one of the best lightsaber fights, lightsaber battles, duels. But I still think, I really think that Empire has the best battle. There's so much more going on there than just the battle. There is some serious, like, uh, the power, the empowerment that Vader is showing over Luke, the, 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 the way he's messing with him on top of It's not just a fight. There's something way more mental that's going on during that scene. All right, so what I think we need to do before we sidetrack it completely off yeah, we already fun have. of Scott for liking The Phantom Menace Too late. is that the next high five should be a ranking of the five best lightsaber action sequences. Okay, motherfucker, I'll do that right now. All right. What do you, no, no, I'm not saying we do it tonight. I'm not saying we do it live. I'm saying for the next show, I think that's what we should do. Yeah. Let's see if we can work the kinks out on this because I'm with Greg. I like the idea. But we need to we need to streamline it a little bit. We so need to refine what you, it. A what, bit. what say you, Steve? I'm in. It's a great idea. Okay. Let's do it. Idea, yeah. Okay. All right. So. I just want to know what got you off on this, man. What got you going on this whole let's get Scott and the Phantom Menace thing going? Just because I went and saw you went and saw the Phantom Menace in the theater. Steve, you went and saw it in the theater too, right? Multiple times. Why the fuck are you picking on me, motherfucker? Let's go. So let's go. No, the, the conversation I, I, came up because Christine and I watched the documentary for the uh, the director and the Jedi, I think is the name of it, and we we watched the commentary track. And Christine's not she's not the biggest fan of commentary tracks, but she actually did sit and listen and watch the whole track with me, and she just commented how much more she even likes the film after having seen that stuff. And okay. she said, I don't get, Scott, how you are such a detractor of The Last Jedi. 
And then she's like, and it makes no sense because you defended The Phantom Menace as a good movie to me. I'm speaking as Christine. You defended The Phantom Menace as a good movie to me for like years. So what? where is the disconnect? The Phantom Menace is a legit bad movie. And The Last Jedi is a movie that is that is great, but maybe has some things in it that you don't like. And what's, you know, it's just the age old thing. So I just thought I would poke the bear a little bit for fun. And I, I was amused. And I, I thank you, sir. And I appreciate it. And I, I owe you a Jameson's drink next time we talk. Oh, this, this bear is going to poke back, man. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what makes gonna it be, fun. It's going to be, that's it's what makes be, it fun. It's going to be Ron Howard poking. That's what's going to happen. Wow. So you better Dave, watch it. you are Leonardo DiCaprio and Scott is the motherfucking Revenant. Get ready. No, I think I think I, no, I, I am Saddam. I am Saddam Hussein, and he is the devil for all you South Park fans out there. I, I think, oh yeah, baby, just like that. I think Dave is. Uh, I think Dave is Leo, and Scott is Titanic. Actually, <laughs> that's what's going on. No, I'm the I'm the motherfucking door that he can't he can't hang on to. Oh my God. God, this is great. All right, so all right. This is Anthony Pietromonaco, and you're listening to the Wretched Hive Podcast. Well, uh, we already introduced the news, so let's talk about it a little bit before the end of the show. (laughs) So, guys, big news. Star Wars Celebration has been announced. Uh, Hang on one second. Here we go. From ABC News World Headquarters. This is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. We'll just edit that first part out, perhaps. Maybe, maybe, maybe release that as a standalone show. Hey guys, Star Wars Celebration has been announced. Chicago is the city. April 11th through 15th, 2019, McCormick Place which is the big convention center there in downtown Chicago, will host Star Wars Celebration. Big announcement earlier this week. Tickets are on sale June 5th at noon at Central Time. So that would be 10 a.m. Pacific. Um, Official hotel information is coming soon. Full website coming soon. You can sign up for a newsletter to get information on this at starwarscelebration.com and uh i'm excited anyone anyone planning a trip out to chicago i first of all this is they took last year off right or they took this year off so it's two years in between celebrations this year which i think is a good plan um there's you know everybody loves star wars but you know there's no reason i don't think there's any reason to do it every year with all the other cons that are out there so i like they don't do every year it makes it seem a little bit more special and i love chicago I yeah. mean, let me tell you, I love Chicago. It is one of my top five cities. Um, I don't know that I'm going to get there though. It's 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 uh, it's a slim chance right now, but I'm hoping my fortunes change between now. Well, I gotta I gotta echo your sentiment about Chicago. It's, you know, if the Cubs are in town, can you imagine that? Oh, go yeah. go go out to Wrigley for a day game. Sit out in the bleachers. Sit on the, the bleachers. With the, uh, with the, just the, the, that wretched crew that's out there. So oh, good. Drinking yeah. old style. Now, guys, we, we could we could have a wretched invasion of Chicago. We need to try to make this happen. <laughs> I, if I can make it happen, I will. But like, yeah. I, like I say, it's a, I, and, and I feel like it's just me and you talking right now. Where did everybody else go? I don't know. Uh, We're here. What's, what's... <laughs> Dave's... I'm down to try to make it happen. I love it. I love it. Nico's down. Dave, Scott, uh, have you been? Has anybody else been to Chicago other than Greg and I? It's it is. It, you don't want to miss Chicago. Chicago's a great town. Never been to Chicago. Love to go sometime. If I could make it happen, I'll do it. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. When are, when are these uh, tickets on sale? You June, said in a couple months. June fifth. Okay. June fifth, twenty eighteen, and uh, the show is April eleventh through fifteenth, twenty nineteen. So we got we got some yeah, time to plan. Not a couple months. Chicago and I are old okay. friends. Awesome. Now, if there is a podcast well, row, you're from that part of the country, somewhat closely. I'm sure you've been there several times, right, Dave? Yeah, I, I spent a summer in Chicago once. Excellent. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, if there is a podcast row, we will be applying to get in. No doubt about it. It's going to happen. Oh. 
So whether That's we awesome. whether or not we I get in, laughed at in a long time. Let's apply to get in. <laughs> whether or not we get in is another story, but we will apply, and we will brag about applying on the show, even if we don't get in. But that's happening. So that's fun. And also next summer, big announcement from Disney this week. Greg, you brought this up on the pre-show. Um, it looks like Disney's Galaxy's Edge has officially been announced. What is it? Summer 2019, Greg? Summer 2019 for the Southern California location and fall for Florida. So us out here in Southern California, we're going to first crack at seeing what the, the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge looks like. They promote, they posted another promotional video with a sneak peek, kind of an artist rendition again. Not any, not any pictures of the actual park or anything like that. But um, very exciting. It's coming up. It's going to be here before we know it, guys. Yep. No doubt. And uh, there were some aerial photos. Oh, yes, Nico. See, no, 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 it's Scott. Oh, sorry, Scott. Uh, so I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If this if this plays out, I'm back in this. I'm backtracking a little bit here, so we're going to have to do some editing or just roll with it. Okay. If this plays out with Chicago, I will go full Hunter S. Thompson. I'll take the 72 Ford, and I will go Route 66 all the way into Chicago with oh, that oh, thing. Oh, oh. With a oh, with a suitcase full of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Benicio gonna... del Toro. Uh, I, I was I was gonna say I will be your Benicio del Toro, just just, just fat and with a button down Hawaiian shirt the entire way. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I'm in. Now we've got aerial photos <laughs> to fast forward again. <laughs> Of uh, Galaxy's Edge, not of Chicago with uh, Scott driving through in the convertible with the drugs. <laughs> um, at Bioconstruct posted on Twitter some new, well, recent aerial overviews of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It's coming together. So that is, that's going to that's gonna happen quickly. It's going to be here in no time. Full-size Millennium Falcon, 20 minutes from my house. That's all I'm saying. Permanently. Oh, it's going to be so awesome. I'm excited about that one. Uh, let's see. We also wanted to point out, um, you know, we're not we're not talking much about Solo specifically until we see the movie. But this week's episode of the Star Wars show is not to be missed. You get another tour of the Falcon, um, and Pablo Hidalgo gives us a tour. And one of the things that he mentions that I was not aware of is that the Falcon set is set up so that you can actually walk from room to room and place to place within the ship. It's not individual rooms that they, you know, film in. It's one contiguous blueprint of the Falcon that's been assembled that he walks you through. It's pretty amazing. So go check that, that out. Awesome, the Star dude, Wars yeah. show. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, all right. Now, got to talk about this. This this is this is mind-blowing if this is true. Uh, and this is Variety. This is Variety.com reporting Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi movie in early development. Now, I've been hearing a lot about this, so you got some actual news on this. Yeah, this is this is not, you know... Um, the news is there is no news to tell about it. <laughs> is, this from, is this from MovieWeb again? No, this is, yeah. This is, well, this is why I think it's significant, is this is actually Variety. This is Variety.com reporting on August... Oh, God. That's last year. <laughs> okay. Well, scratch that. Damn. Now, Never mind. To be fair, these stories Son of pop a bitch. up. Every, every two or three months, they pop up with something else happening. And, you know, the guy shows up at the Oscars, and, you know, he, he, the, he, was, the, he was at the Hollywood premiere where they did the the mega marathon where they showed all seven movies or maybe eight with Rogue One I don't remember if they showed it. he was there there's yeah. got to be something in there's well there's got to be at this point <laughs> so was it, was it wait wait you're talking about Ewan McGregor right Greg yes yes I yeah am. so no 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 it um I, I I know what you're talking about he wasn't he at the Han Solo premiere or something he that was. he just popped yeah. up again and and he that's was. why it started up again yeah. So so right. so this was last summer. So and let me play a quote for you really quick. So this is Variety.com reporting last year that there was something in the works with Stephen Daltrey set to direct, and um, Ewan actually popped up earlier this year at the Golden Globes 
for his work. And what was the show that he was on that he was so good on? He played two roles. Fargo. Yes. Oh, my God. He was strong in that. Uh, This was um, a question that came from the media while he was accepting his Golden Globe for Fargo. Congratulations for this. And we love all your work, especially Obi-Wan Kenobi. I know that there's been a lot of talk of wanting you back and you would be interested in it. What's the situation right now with that? Just that. There's a lot of talk and I'd be happy to play him again, but I I don't know any more about it than you do. There's no um, plan at the moment. I love the new one. I saw the new one just uh, over Christmas and I thought it was really, really beautiful. I loved it. Scott (laughs) Abansky. Son of a bitch. So, number one, he disagrees with you, Scott. He liked the new movie. As, you win! As do, <laughs> as do most people. But uh, secondly, he is in denial about any news around this potential movie being made. So, uh, what do you guys make of this? Is this going to happen or what? I think it's going to happen. And I think here's what's here's what's playing out. Ewan's been a part of the, of, uh, the Star Wars universe just from, obviously, the prequels. And he knows how to really play this up and also follow those kind of like, you know, the secrecy kind of rule with the, uh, uh, film into these, these movies. And honestly, I think he's, he's got to know something. He's got to be in talks with somebody and somebody's got to be telling him something. I mean, we have enough films lined up now. How many new trilogies? God, I can't even keep track anymore. Honestly, I used to know this stuff, and at some point I'm like, well, we've got a side shoot trilogy coming over here. we got another unnamed filmed over here. Something's got to be happening. We Did, know, oh, I'm sorry. And we have – how many more Han Solo films did they say we were going to have? I, my, my take on it, and not that my take matters for anything, but this thing is in, in development, but they have no – they have a very early pre-production crew working on ideas. Um, it, yep. it, and the reason I say it like that is because I, it, I just heard this week, I had not heard this before, that Kasdan, Larry Kasdan, has been working on this Han Solo script for 12 years. That predates the Disney merger, and, the, and that means George Lucas went and talked to him about doing some type of solo, standalone story 12 years ago. Yeah, there had to have been some sort of an idea. Whether it was a movie standalone or an idea to get Solo out there somehow. Yeah, yeah. I I'm so with you there, on that, Greg. There, there, there's something that's in development, but they're in no way are they are they're nowhere close to announcing what the project's going to be. Uh, and and those are the details that have to be ironed out. And once they're ironed out, they will. And they and let's, you know, they've got potentially other Han Solo movies coming out, potentially other Lando movies coming out. There's the rumored Boba Fett thing that's been in development and had people hired and fired on. So yeah. there's lots of things that they have to straighten out before they get to so, announcing Han, uh, Obi-Wan. So let me ask and, a question and, that's just yeah. rampant speculation. What would be less distracting as a cameo in Solo? A C-3PO cameo or an Obi-Wan Kenobi cameo? What would be less distracting? What would be less distracting? Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi would be less distracting because C-3PO is always distracting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. But I mean, yeah. holy shit. Hollywood has given us two fucking Deadpool movies. Which yeah. if you're a... Yes, Nico. 100%. Nico, you... Oh, yeah! You cut off, Nico. You said two Deadpool movies and then you cut out. But we can't get a fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. Like, right. It, we... It... <laughs> Right. I am going to ask Ryan Reynolds to get right on this shit and solve it. The force, Nico, the force is not with Nico, Nico right now. Nico's got a case of the me's tonight, is what it is. I mean, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever demons I've exercised off of my machine the past couple of weeks, I've obviously passed on to Nico, and I apologize for that. <laughs> well, so, so um, Dave, Dave, is this is the fact that Ewan showed up on the red carpet for Solo for the premiere? I mean, to me, that's a that's a pretty big clue. I mean, is that is that your read on this as it, well? Honestly, no, it's not. I I saw an interview with Ewan where he made a point, went out of his way to say, look, I'm not actually going around talking about this. People are asking me questions and I'm answering them. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, he's like, yeah, I would do the character again. I like the character. I enjoy work doing that work. I would do it again. I have not been asked to though. I just so I'm not. Just damn, so he's just like rage on somebody too. Just like stop fucking yeah. asking me. He was like, I'm not campaign. <laughs> he's like, I'm not campaigning for this. That's not at all what's happening. I'm being asked a question and I'm answering it. You are the one campaigning for it, not me. Right. Yeah. Well, he's making that clear. If there is uh, any kind of a contract in place or an agreement with that he is not allowed to talk about, of course he's going to take that tack, right? He's, he's going to well, be very clear it, to say, I'm not bringing this up. You people are. It, it is tr- – well, yeah, but there's also – there was a lot of stuff a couple of years ago that, oh, he's in a contract talk with Disney. There's a contract negotiation going on with Disney, and it turned out, yeah, there was – for the Christopher Robin movie that comes out this summer where he plays a grown-up Christopher Robin who rediscovers Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Disney movie. Yeah. That's what he signed the contract for. So I'm – I think – look, Disney knows exactly what those next movies are. They aren't announcing anything yet because like uh, like you're seeing with Marvel, they're worried about spoilers for what the big finale finishes for their storyline in 2019. But they know what their movies are going to be. They know when they're going to come out. And the pre-production is going to be starting up pretty soon. So we're going to know one way or the other. Well, and I want to see an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie as bad as you guys are, but I'll, I'll sit back and wait for the next year and see if that's what's going to happen or not. Well, there is an, inter- an interesting interaction with Kathleen Kennedy, who told a French magazine that the Lando spinoff is something she'd like to do in the future. And they went with that and printed that the Lando movie was going to be the next Star Wars movie. And then since then, that that magazine, and I think it might have been uh, Premier, uh, Premier France, um, and it was carried widely here in the U.S. as well. Since then, they've backtracked and clarified that, of course, there are still many stories to tell about Han and Chewbacca, but Lando will be next was the quote they printed, and now they've retracted that. So, I don't know. I I think I think that they that Disney needs to get its thumb out of its ass and make this Obi-Wan movie and announce it. And, uh, I mean, th- to me, that could be this, the source material for the next trilogy, frankly. I think there's a huge, huge, huge story to tell there with, uh, with Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan watching a small boy in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, classic. and by the way, that the, uh, the French when pressed on something surrendered is not surprising at all. <laughs> Least surprising thing we've talked about tonight. <laughs> Excellent point. There is precedent. Did it, hap- did it happen in the shade? Cause that would just make it perfect. <laughs> oh, man. oh my. Woo, Dave's all on right. a tear, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's, uh, he's, I think he's, a, he must be a Comcast subscriber. <laughs> Oh, those motherfuckers. Don't get me started. (laughs) Comcast in the news this week. uh, Really screwing things up for Disney right now. Uh, This according to io9.gizmodo.com. Disney's plans to buy Fox just hit a major snag, and its name is Comcast. We covered this in the last episode. And Dave, I'm going to let you fill in the gaps here, but what I'm hearing is that Comcast is actually talking in public that, yeah, we might make an offer. Yeah, the difference is there were some rumors floating around from unnamed sources that Comcast was going to try to do this, and I interpreted that as a trial balloon to see what the reaction was, and clearly they got the reaction they were looking for because now they're pretty much stating on the record, yeah, we're going to try to do this thing. We're calling our shot. We're going to try to sleep with your wife. And really, they can just change their model right now to Comcast, fucking up more than your cable service because – it's not the Marvel rights. I'm actually fine with the Marvel rights getting screwed up. They've been screwed up for years, and it's been great. So if they continue to be screwed up, whatever. But to not have Star Wars get back together under one roof because of this deal getting torpedoed, hmm. to not have that Fox fanfare be put back on the front of every Star Wars movie is where it frickin' belongs. Yeah. Because... Comcast wants to prove their dick is bigger than everybody else's. It's just silly and stupid, and I don't like it. Preach it, brother. I don't like it at all. Preach it, brother. I was I was looking into Comcast a little bit, and it, and the amount of shit 
that these guys own is fucking crazy, actually. I mean, you talk about Disney being a huge company. These guys own Comcast Cable, first of all. They own all of NBC, all of Universal, parts of DreamWorks. They own the Philadelphia fucking Flyers, for Christ's sake. They're a big-ass fucking company. Yeah. Mm. Do we really think that the mouse is going to get upstaged by a fucking... Well, I'm pretty sure if they put together an all-cash $52 billion bid, leveraging themselves to the hilt to do it, I'm pretty sure Disney could say, hold my beer and find a way to top that. But what might happen in that scenario to me is you may get some kind of weird, complicated three-way deal going where Disney walks away with Marvel rights, Star Wars rights, some other things... Comcast might walk away with the bulk of the Fox catalog. Fox walks away just richer than, you know, even Han Solo could possibly imagine. And everybody's happy. And when I say walk away with the Marvel rights, I include the Incredible Hulk in there because I saw what you did, Greg Glenn. You referenced that Comcast owns Universal, which has the Hulk rights. So let me read from their let me read from their official press release here. It says that quote: Any offer for Fox would be an all cash. And at a premium to the value of the current all-share offer from Disney. Note the uh, differences that are noted there in the offers, all cash and all share. Uh, continuing, the structure in terms of any offer by Comcast, including with respect to both the spinoff of, quote, New Fox, unquote, and the regulatory risk provisions and the related termination fee would be at least as favorable to Fox shareholders as the Disney offer. While no decision has been made at this point, the work to finance the all-cash offer and make the key regulatory findings is well advanced. Hmm. According to Wikipedia, which we all know is just the bastion of factual information here, it says the total equity that uh, Comcast holds as of last year was $69 billion. So, hmm. Well, Wikipedia uh, is better than MovieWeb. It, it, uh, obviously, you transfer that into assets, but that's, that's taking a hit. Um, I'm like that's a that's a pretty kind of a pretty risky leverage leverage mover there I think is the Fox catalog valuable enough for them to make that back I in mean, the what streaming they, world what are they buying I would in the streaming world honestly it could be I mean you have the rights to the you have the X-Men rights you have the Fantastic Four rights you have the rights to the original Star Wars movie in there yeah it's 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 also it's also the entire library of, of movies that they have to put onto some type of streaming service. I mean, that's that's what Disney is planning to do with Fox is add it to whatever streaming service that they have so they can have the Disney version of Netflix that's going to come out. And then uh, that's what the library is there. And that is a rich, rich library. That is a hundred-year-old studio that's produced some legit giants of the cinema world over the years. Yes, if you look at the top box office hit list, you're not going to see them on there as much as some of the other studios, but the history of film has a ton of important 20th Century Fox movies in it. It's a library that smells of rich mahogany with many leather-bound books. Yes, God sir. Damn right. Mm. Yes, sir. What's the cologne that he wears? Tiger? Tiger something? It's got bits of real tiger, so you know it's good. <laughs> Sex Panther, isn't it? Sex Panther, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Time, it works every time. There you go. Thank you, Nico. All right. One last story tonight, guys. Uh, and this one, this one I got a kick out of reading before before we went on the air here. Uh, it's not a Star Wars. Well, it's, it's tangentially related to Star Wars. Even the Fantastic Four reboot made fun of how terrible Terminator Genesis was. And before you tell me there's no Star Wars connection, who plays Sarah Connor in this movie, Dave? Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. That's right. And I like how Steve is explaining mm. this to our listeners, just as I explained mm. it to Steve 10 minutes before we went on the air, that this is how it all ends up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to out me, huh? Good thing I have... Master editing control. <laughs> yeah, that's supposed to be production magic. Dude. My God. So, Dave, do you want to talk about this? Uh, how how is how do they make fun of Terminator Genesis? I, I better or, talk about it because I might not be invited back to do the show again next week. At the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Nico's the only person I haven't trashed tonight. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Sorry, I'll trash myself. But yeah, no, I. It, it, 
it's an article that uh, that I that Greg and I both found. I think we found it within five minutes of each other uh, online, and it's a fantastic story from when uh, Terminator Genesis, which is just an awful, awful putrid movie, way worse than Star Wars: The Last Jedi, was being filmed. It was being filmed simultaneously with Fantastic Four, which might actually be a worse movie in my opinion than Terminator Genesis. But I'm tripping all over the story here. They were. The crews and the cast would commiserate on breaks because they were working next to each other about how bad everything was. And the Fantastic Four crew apparently had uh, matching jackets made for themselves that all said, at least we're not on Terminator Genesis. (laughs) That's awesome. Cut to six months later, it's just like, wah, wah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't really care about any of that. I just want to see more of Amelia Clark. She's, she's and just, just seriously for so anybody good. out there who's like, how do you manage a franchise and intellectual property? What you don't do is make Terminator Genesis. Seriously, <laughs> that is fantastic. Or the fantastic, <laughs> yeah, that just, just horrible. Or and Fantastic Four it has a link too because Fantastic Four was directed by Josh Trank, and Fantastic Four was what got him fired from the Boba Fett movie. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Did anybody I honestly, see? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Scott. Did anybody see Amelia Clark there at the old Han Solo premiere? We didn't really talk about the Han Solo premiere. Not that, that, that there's anything huge and earth shattering that came out of it, except for one one kind of bit of news. But did anybody see old Amelia Clark there at the? Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. She she is a, a she is just a little ray of light. That little girl. She's a she's a. Thanks for not making it weird, guys. She's a <laughs> hundred right there. Lovely on the inside and the outside. No doubt. Okay, poor jealousy. I, I'm smelling. <laughs> so, so I, I, I will talk since I, since I brought it up. I'll bring it. I'll, I'll, I'll share it with you guys here because I don't know if it was brought yeah. up. John Favreau was on the red carpet there at the Han Solo premiere. Who has a, a small part? I think it's a CGI part in Solo. He plays somebody in the cantina where the Sabat game is is taking place. Um, but he is also creating the Star Wars television show that he announced would be taking place uh, shortly after the events of Return. Yeah, huge. I think I think seven years after, if I remember the article right. That's right. Yeah, wasn't there some controversy about the time, the time frame exactly? It was misreported? Exactly. There was something yeah. that was said. So this uh. sets that straight, and so there there we all go. Nerds, you can get your yeah, timeline. Yeah, there was controversy <laughs> over the, the incorrect reporting of the timeline of a fictional show. Oh, my God, nerds. Come on. <laughs> this is someone that uh, that corrects everybody about their, the comic book characters from 25 years ago, by the way. It's Leviosa. <laughs> I just want things to be factually correct, Steve. Is that too much to ask? Is that really too much to ask, sir? For this show, yes, it is. <laughs> As long as it doesn't involve Star Wars Tweet of the Week. Really? Curious. Because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken. Come to your senses! Well, uh, there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Craig, what'd you find for us this week? This week, guys, I reached deep into my bag of tricks and looked all the way back to uh, one of the OG Star Wars Twitter accounts that came out shortly after The Force Awakens. It's Emo Kylo Ren, guys. Remember him? Emo Kylo Ren? Woo! My favorite. Love me some Emo. So he, on May 15th, he had, it's not an actual tweet, it's more of an actual scene he's describing. So it's all kind of between between the stars. And what it says is, Furiously attacks a grocery store display of of solo tie-in cups, shrieking inarticulately with rage. (laughs) (laughs) He he's he's angry that he's not in solo. He's angry that the solo cups are on the shelf, and he's just attacking them indiscriminately. (laughs) So deep, solo cups, solo cups. He hates his dad. He's emo. (laughs) I love emo. I love Ren. I love him. I still like it. One of his first quotes was like, uh, "Just watch Star Wars drawing Tie Fighter with Sharpie on back of hand, or something like that." Just... You know, a a a a a, a an easy second place. Uh, well, I'm going to give a second Star Wars tweet of the week this week. I'm going to give it to Mark Hamill because I don't I don't touch on his Twitter uh, account enough here, and it's always really great. So he retweeted the Disney announcement that Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens in summer 2019. And on his tweet, on his retweet, he adds, "And already the lines are too long." <laughs> That's actually really good. 
National Treasure, Mark Hamill. Just getting warmed up, Steve. This is the actual end of the show. <laughs> we are actually, actually, really for real ending the show. We gotta go get in line for something. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for this movie. I, I cannot wait. Uh, we are seeing it at 5 o'clock on Friday because I'm traveling for work, so I can't be home until then. But uh, 5 o'clock on Friday, we are seeing it. Got our tickets for Harkins there and Cerritos and uh, taking the whole family. What's your What are your plans for seeing Solo, guys? Uh, I think I'm on uh, maybe Friday, possibly. Not tomorrow for sure because it's Kyler's graduation. Congratulations to my 18-year-old Kyler. Uh, hey, coming congratulations, up man. Yeah. So, so I'll get to I'll have a Nico sighting here at the uh, the compound in in South Orange County. Nice. Yeah. Thanks to everybody for supporting my recommendation for a graduation themed uh, song when I recommended Seventeen by Winger. Excellent. <laughs> That's awesome. Dave, when are you seeing Solo? I am seeing Solo on Saturday afternoon. Excellent. Taking Christine, I imagine. Yes, Christine is going with me. We are going to our usual theater, uh, the Big Edward Six in uh, Newport. So, excellent. And Scott, I know where you're heading. Yeah, but I I don't have actual plans. Um, My weekend got a little bit booked, so I'm hoping maybe Sunday. Just to be up in Hollywood. Just to clarify, Scott goes to uh, TLC Chinese Theater for every Star Wars release, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. and just to clarify, lifelong Star Wars fan Scott Evansky does not know when he's seeing the Star Wars movie opening weekend. Man, I know. Taking some heat Light. today, Scott. That's okay. That's okay. Nico, when are you? Uh, sorry, Scott. <laughs> Nico, when are you seeing it? I don't. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I told. Oh, he must be. <laughs> he's hitting his mute button or something. It's gotta be. No, I'm not. <sighs> All right. Well, guys. It's been fun. Episode 62 is in the books. Look us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hype Podcast. Go see Solo. We'll be talking about it next week. Have a great week, everybody. Any last thoughts, guys? Saturday. All right. <laughs> May the force be with us all. God damn it, baby. No, I ain't lying to you. I'm only going to tell you one time.